Did you know, on average, women say sorry 295,000 times in their lives? Welcome to Sorry Not Sorry. We are your hosts, a group of five freshmen at the University of Michigan. I'm Fernanda. I'm from a suburb of Chicago. I'm Maya. I'm from the metro Detroit area. I'm Michaela, and I'm from New Orleans. I'm Julie, and I'm from Washington, D.C. I'm Ella, and I'm from a suburb of Chicago. Sorry Not Sorry is a podcast dedicated to exploring the impact of gender discrimination on college students. As women, we wanted to create a space where we can talk about this topic and create a conversation where other women can feel heard and supported. We think that it is a first step in this issue being resolved. It's no longer a taboo topic. We shouldn't be uncomfortable talking about it because we have been uncomfortable for so long living with the issue. So in this episode, we really just wanted to get the conversation started. And so something that we've talked about in our honors wellness class is the impact of gender on our language and mannerisms. And so we wanted to explore this further. All of us have noticed in recent weeks and really our whole lives is how often we use the word sorry or like or I think. Like we never just say anything with full affirmation and we're always taking responsibility for things that really aren't our fault or it's just not necessary. Yeah, I feel like a lot of women that I know have stories like that. And as you were saying that, Michaela, something happened to me last week that I literally just remembered. I was coming downstairs from my room and I was going into the lobby and there was a guy ahead of me and he saw me and so he held the door open for me. He let it go just as I was walking through and it hit me a little bit. And I said, sorry, I don't know if I was apologizing to him, to the door, but it was not my fault. But I still said sorry because I got hit by a door, so. (laughs) Yeah, I totally agree with that. I find myself apologizing all the time for things that clearly are not my fault. And I think that it stems from this place of me not wanting to come off as rude, even though my actions are obviously not rude. I also think a lot of the time it comes from me like not trying to sound dumb. Um, In my biology class the other day, I was like so proud of myself for actually speaking because I never speak in my biology class. Um, (laughs) Yeah, but then I found myself every single time I was answering a question for my professor, I was like, sorry, like I'm not really sure if this is what you're asking. Like, I'm sorry, I'm not sure I'm on the right track. When I was literally just answering the question, like no one else in the class was even offering to answer the question. So there really was nothing for me to apologize for at all, but I still did it every single time. Um, Yeah, for sure. I think um, a lot of these statements, too, are really kind of us trying to lessen, not really trying to, but lessening the impact of our words um, from probably from like a variety of of reasons, like trying not to make yourself come off too strong. And I think that's kind of an issue that um, a lot of especially girls our age face just from a history of, I don't know if it's discrimination or feeling embarrassed or of just society in general. I don't know if you guys have ever heard of this, but I also feel like that could kind of come with like internalized misogyny where like we have almost, we almost now also believe that we're inferior because we've kind of been conditioned to believe this. So we say these things to make excuses for ourselves. So it's like, oh, like if I come off as dumb, if I come off as inferior, like I already knew this, like I 
so like you can't like call me out on it because I already called myself out on it first which like I think it's like a really big definitely a pretty big issue and like it sucks that we all kind of have these shared like experiences yeah and I was like when you were saying that I was thinking about the internalized misogyny and that we kind of already see ourselves as inferior but also because we kind of have it in our minds that as women as girls we need to be like nice and very like delicate and soft and like be just like very considerate and compassionate with our words all the time, which men are not held to that standard whatsoever. So I think that we just have this idea that less assertive women are more female, which is a really like problematic thing to internalize. Yeah, I also think that that could also, just jumping off of that, that less assertive women are more attractive. I feel like we've kind of been conditioned to believe that, which in and of itself is super problematic too. Um, another thing that comes to mind when we're talking about how girls um, try to cover themselves a little bit is girls texting lingo. And I feel like when I text my friends and I don't add a bunch of heart emojis or exclamation points, they think I'm mad. But when a guy texts it, it's like, oh, he doesn't even notice. It's just like guy texting. Like it's not like anything to worry about. Yeah, it's kind of like when you add LOL to a text. <laughs> yes. to like seem less mad or whatever and the exclamation points like it's so hard like so we're writing professional emails and like just stopping myself yeah. from putting in an exclamation point to like make sure that they know that I'm like enthusiastic about whatever we're talking about like yeah. and it's also so crazy because like as a girl if I receive a text from my friend that doesn't have an exclamation mark in it I'm like she's pissed oh I my god wrong we are so perceptive to these things if you texted a guy with an exclamation mark without an exclamation mark, they're still gonna respond K with a period. <laughs> like that was an appropriate response. It'd be um, so super different. special if you got that bet back. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Then you're like, okay, he's happy. Now. <laughs> no, yeah. Happy now. And I mean, like a lot of things are kind of picking that up now. Just the whole like professional email um, situation. There's actually a Chrome extension that I just found out about called Just Not Sorry. <laughs> that um, actually monitors your emails for the use of the words like sorry, just, and I think, which are all kind of just words that like lessen the power of your statements. And especially when you're in a professional setting, talking to a boss or asking for like a raise even, like there are a lot of things that I think girls should work on towards, you know, making their statements more powerful. And it really can just like be detrimental to like our success. So like this that I happened to me recently, it wasn't um, work-related, but so I was just selling my OSU ticket because I'm going home for Thanksgiving break, and I some guy uh, wanted to buy the ticket for me. He's older than me. I was texting him, like, he was like, hey, how much are you selling it for? And I was like, oh, I was thinking blah, blah, blah amount, but, like, hey, let me know what you think. And I ended up selling it to him for $20 less than what I wanted to <laughs> just because, like, I put it out there like I was trying to be nice, and then... I feel like I totally got taken advantage of for that, so. Yeah, and I feel like it's also super, like, cyclical. Like, you say sorry when it's not warranted or you try to, like, dumb yourself down, make yourself nicer, and then that makes that behavior more, like, ingrained into your subconscious, so you're going to do it again, and that affects the way that people perceive you, the way that people treat you. It affects your own autonomy, and that just makes you more likely to be sorry for everything that you do, try to be super nice, and that obviously is going to have like a very negative effect on your mental health. Yeah, I also think that just repeating the word sorry all the time, <clears throat> sorry has a, carries like a negative connotation in of itself. 
Um, so I think just repeating sorry all the time, just being surrounded by the word sorry can also negatively impact your mental health because that's all you think about really. Yeah. <laughs> and like Julia was saying, I feel like the reason that we have this research question, which is how does gender discrimination impact the mental health of and the mental wellness of female identifying college students, it's very easy for us to sit here right now and talk about it. And any girl that listens to this conversation or just has experienced interacting with members of the opposite sex knows exactly what we're talking about. But it's so hard to like explain it to people who aren't women and who haven't experienced it because from their perspective, what they're doing and their interactions on us are not that important. They're not like impacting our mental health negatively. They're, it's just the way that they act. So this is why we kind of wanted to do this and, and really go in depth with this research question in order to be able to communicate this impact that it has on all of us to everyone. Right. And kind of going off of what you were saying, like, we have this internalized misogyny, but, like, we did not teach this to ourselves, obviously. So, like, as a society, I think, like, we all subconsciously have this ingrained in ourselves just because of, like, from, like, so long ago, this is just how, like, it's always been. So that definitely is something that we need to start correcting because people don't realize it because subconsciously they believe it. Yeah, I mean, another thing is, like, I feel like in my, in my past, in my past life, um, I've been, there's been situations where there's been guys who are like, oh, but it's your fault for not wanting to speak up. Um, kind of like a situation like that is like, you know, when you're playing soccer and like gym and when, like when we were growing up, they would always be like, you have to pass it, pass the ball to the girls twice before you can score. Um, and the guys would always be like, oh yeah, but the girls don't even want to play. So we should, we don't even have to do that because they'll just make us lose no matter what. So it's just kind of that thing where, um, I feel like a lot of times guys think that we perpetuated ourselves, but it's just because we were taught that way. And also, like, have we ever considered that maybe the reason girls don't want to play soccer with you guys is because you are acting so horrible, like, being so mean and having to say, like, oh, we have to pass it to the girls. Like, it's just a cycle. Now we don't, this is why we're not interested in doing this stuff. It's why we're not speaking up for ourselves. Mm-hmm. So, like, Julia's soccer example, like, that starts when we are in elementary school. Like, it has been affecting our mental health since we are, what, like, seven, eight years old. So, it definitely, like, I'm really happy that we're talking about this, even though, like, we are, like, in college now. It's still super important to keep the conversation going and really kind of getting maybe to the root of where and how it affects our mental health so we can kind of start chipping away and fixing those, like, cracks. And being in college now, especially the reason that we're focusing our research question on college students specifically is because this is a totally new chapter of our lives when we have a certain degree of autonomy that we've never had before. There's nobody to really advocate for us except for ourselves. We don't have our parents here, you know, like, we're very much responsible for ourselves, and so that adds another layer to this strain on your mental health when you have to take care of it all by yourself. Yeah, I also think with a school as big as Michigan, it's super easy to like get lost in the sea, if you will. Um, so I think that's another thing we, I like. I, I know I for one really have to practice um, speaking up for myself in any situation, be it academic or social. Yes, learning to speak up for yourself has been 
has definitely been an interesting <laughs> one. Uh, like, for example, in my hallway, um, I like to go to bed a little bit earlier, like 11. I have an early Spanish class every morning. And for some reason, the guys decide, hey, Michaela's room would be a really great room to sit outside. And I literally just put on my AirPods and listen to like brain sounds or Taylor Swift instead of going outside being like, hey, y'all are outside my room. Could you please? <laughs> please leave. leave? Uh, so yeah, I don't know. Like if maybe my whole life I just had a little bit more power to it, maybe I would get get some better sleep. <laughs> and it's crazy because it's like what in that situation, like are you like – we're afraid of them getting mad. You're afraid that they're going to be pissed at you for not letting, like you, them, for not letting them like sit outside when your they're room. Literally in but the of course, if you went out there and you were like, "Hey guys, I have Spanish tomorrow early in the morning. Would you mind moving and sitting somewhere else in the hallway?" They're not going to be like, "No, Michaela." They're going <laughs> to say yes. So what are we so afraid of? Why don't we just do that all the time? Yeah. Also, like when you're too scared to speak up, I totally relate to that. And also, I think I need to work on like trying to focus on the effect that it's having on me and not just on them. Like, sure, they might be annoyed that you're asking them to get up. How about that they're um, ruining your sleep schedule? Like, your yeah. sleep schedule matters probably even more than their sitting schedule. <laughs> <laughs> so I think we have to, like, weigh the costs and benefits of speaking up. Um, this is, like, slightly off topic, but just, like, not just boys sit outside your room, but, like, girls do too, and I think it's, like, really interesting that again this like us constantly being like oh we have to be nice we have to be caring we have to be like people you know like people are gonna call us like bossy or like controlling if we like don't do this but like the fact that now we also act this way with like everyone regard like regardless of gender like I also notice myself like people pleasing or going out of my way to make sure that like I'm like you know sacrificing my well-being for like somebody else's and it's definitely I think stems from being like conditioned at such a young age that you know like my needs are just ever so slightly below everybody else's. Okay, so to everyone listening, your goal for tomorrow is every time you say sorry, unnecessarily, like literally take it back. Like, oh, sorry, nope. <laughs> See, that's the problem. I'm taking it back. Um, every time you do that tomorrow, I'll be like, oh, I didn't mean to say sorry. Uh, I'm not sorry, actually. Yeah. That's what you should say. All right, guys. Well, thank you so much for listening. I hope you have a great rest of your day, and we will see you guys next time. 295,000 times. I'm sorry, but that's crazy.